Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy K-Troll back on the mic after a week-long reprieve. Been a little PTO. I put in PTO. You, you approved. Did. Let's not act like you didn't approve my PTO. I signed out. Okay. Chill out. Chill it out. Um, I am joined, as always, by the Anna to my Elsa. Elsa? Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door. It's like you've gone away. Ethan Gelfand. Ethan, what is happening today? Letting it go, man. I'm letting it go. You did sign off. I did sign off on your PTO. So it's all good. It's all yeah. good. Welcome do you want to build a snowman or what? Uh, I do kind of want to build a snowman. But um, actually here, I don't know what it is like in Tennessee, but it's like 70 degrees in Michigan on October 25th. So it's kind of bizarre. That's pretty shocking. Um, it is it is warmish here. It's stormy right now. And that's why it's so dark in my house. It's not the middle of the night, believe it or not. <laughs> it's just stormy. Uh, I do want to give a special thank you and shout out to Jay Thurston, Kyle Siegert, filling in for me while I was gone. Great, great job on that part. Big Kudos shoes to you to stepping into the host seat, taking over the duties. Wasn't hey. sure I had a job when I came back, honestly. You know, the fans were calling and saying, Kemper who? Nah, just playing, man. Now they did great. They had big shoes to fill. It was a good time. And uh, no, we're glad to have you back, my friend. Glad to have you back. Let's do this. Let's do this. We had some wild <laughs> NFL stuff going on this week. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Why not? Why not? Let's jump Let's right in. So we start with some injuries? Injuries. Some injuries. A lot yeah, of biggest news is the Brees Hall injury. Torn ACL, yeah. done for the year. Man, he was looking so good. I hate hated to see him go down. That sucks. Yeah. Um, Michael Carter is going to be stepping right up. Obviously, they also made a trade for James Robinson, which was a kind of a big trade, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's just I mean, it's just big enough to muddy the waters, right? It's kind of bizarre, though, the fact that they if you're the Jaguars, is it more that are you already kind of throwing the towel or is it more that you really love what you're seeing at a Travis CTN? I mean, obviously, James Robinson started the season pretty hot. And again, to all of our mysteries, how he was doing it. And then but now it seems to be more of the Travis CTN show. So what do you think it was more of that? They want to see Travis more or they're just saying, you know what? We're already digging ourselves a deep hole. <laughs> Let's see if we can get something. It's probably um, I think they really liked what they saw to Travis for sure. The, the obvious concern there is like injury, though. Like it's surprised yeah. you would you would move a depth piece like that. Granted, Robinson was undrafted and they got a six round pick for him, which I thought was, was yeah. pretty crappy. Like I thought they could have done better than that. Yeah. No um, but so they, they I guess in that regard, like, you know, just apples to apples like they got a draft pick out of a guy who wasn't a draft pick um but he was a productive <laughs> runner you know like i don't know i feel like you could have maybe gotten like a third or fourth or something maybe i know running right. back's like a low premium position but well and you talk about depth like depth being the big thing as you're seeing kind of across the league that you kind of need two running backs at this point in, in the game just how it's kind of evolved and all that that yeah. everyone kind of has two guys and for the jags to have etn and him like that was a good punch but you know, the Jets are kind of going all in saying, hey, we're, we're five and two. Holy crap. This is our uh, season. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should kind of do this. Uh, I was kind of surprised they weren't looking at Cam Akers just because obviously he's he's done in L.A. Uh, kind of get a, a fresh start in New York. What bigger stage than I guess it's New Jersey. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but you cross across the coast you know, by coastal Cam Akers would have been nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how it shakes out. I think Michael Carter is going to move into a pretty heavy role with James mm-hmm. Robinson spelling him, but obviously Robinson's played the spoiler earlier this year. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah, no if that happened again. 
and and you know Carter's not not a big dude. He's had his own injury issues, so we'll see. I was gonna say everyone who drafted Michael Carter is like, yes, and then oh, he made this trade. Damn it, <laughs> yes. Uh, DK Metcalf gave us a scare as well. He avoided surgery, but he has a patellar tendon issue. Um, that's probably a multi-week absence. We'll see. I mean, he, I, I guess he could play through it. Um, get the old copper fit sleeve pulled up. Uh, Brett Favre. Well, maybe he'll ship him some copper fits. But like, I don't know. Like, yes, it's great he avoided surgery, but if if the terminology they're using is issue, that's not good. <laughs> like, you almost kind of wish it was something surgery, just so you could kind of get in there. Because I don't know. I just feel like with that, especially patellar tendon issue like anytime it's with the knee and it's a tendon Sounds important right yikes <laughs> but yeah I, hashtag not a doctor so i was clearly be seen by james robinson playing this year but true whatever fair enough uh it wasn't a poop emergency though that was, it was that not was a, a poop emergency <laughs> it's an actual injury a real one they didn't know at first like dude you just have to poop or do you, you have, have to poop stuff? is it your knee like let's it's just be call what it is like you've it's already been on the internet <laughs> No, really, my knee hurts this time. Well, I also have to poop, but I do have to, I do do both. Uh, Mike Williams, high ankle sprain. At least Keenan Allen says it's a high ankle sprain. I mean, it's it's important because Keenan. that distinction he knows adds like two or three weeks to the injury. <laughs> yeah. so like Keenan's like this is definitely high ankle sprain. I saw it, and that's happened to me a bunch. And I know what and that he's looks hashtag like. Hashtag a doctor. So he is hashtag a doctor. Doctor Allen, um, who was actually one of my seventh grade teachers, by the way. Doctor Allen, shout out to Peggy Allen, All teacher right, of the year, you. Illinois teacher of the year one year. Nice. Just because the standards aren't higher, that doesn't mean they can't meet them. And, and I personally believe that when kids come into my room, wherever I set the standard, that's what they aspire to. So if I set the standard down here, that's where they go. Because that's if I set it up here, they're gonna go up there. My standards are high, but it's my job to help you get there. Together, we're all gonna get there. Anyway, um, so high ankle sprain, like a four to six week injury. So I would assume that that's probably what you're looking at with Mike Williams. They're on the bye this week, so you're not going to get a lot of updates this oh, week. God. Uh, Josh Palmer was out last week, I think, in concussion protocol. So is there a more frustrating team than the Chargers um, coming in with such high expectations? Done, then, dude. I know they've been banged up, but they've just been so frustrating. Losing games they shouldn't squeaking out games which shouldn't have been squeakers and then to get blown out at home by the seahawks who lost dk i don't know just bizarre i don't get it and i don't know anyway. i think brandon staley's got to go after this season honestly you've got too to. much talent to be dicking around he's, he's like he's like a poor man's pete carroll like he's which is saying something the pete carroll's kind of wild anyway staley's kind of the same way he does like he does he zags when everyone else zigs kind of thing. And so you, you like that, except it never works ever. It is not. <laughs> so you got to go, bro. Yeah. I think. Anyway, um, Amon Ra, <laughs> wouldn't you know it, uh, like first quarter of the game, <laughs> yeah, first just, series, gets knocked out with a concussion, leaves the game, doesn't yeah. come back. He'll be in protocol. Hopefully he's back next week. Who knows? <laughs> So I was uh, I was actually driving back with one Kyle Seager, actually. So we were listening to the game on the radio. And, God, that was just such a dumpster fire. First of all, it was kind of weird because the Lions were actually hanging tough in the game. Like, their defense was holding up. It was 10-6 to 6 at half. So I think, man, it, they could actually do something. This could be a game. Unfortunately, I started Jared Goff because I had to. Uh, Stafford was on by. I'm like, Goff has been doing pretty well besides last week. Would and, have been uh, almost yeah. a good starting Stafford, turns out. Yeah, so he uh, it basically was just like Skip Prosser yelling at Kyle Visser at halftime. Kyle, 
18 minutes. You and I have the same amount of rebounds, zero. Um, sorry, Kyle Fisher didn't mean to call you out like that. But uh, same kind of idea. Matt Stafford didn't even play. He was on by, and he had had the same amount of points as Jerry Goff. Oh, there's Skip right there. Kyle, you and I have the same <laughs> amount of rebounds. Zero. <laughs> and you've been on the floor for 18 minutes. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Jared Goff is terrible. He got me 1.5 points, which is awesome. But not, it not was just sad anymore. to hear, like, Amon Ra finally was coming back, and then he just gets cold cocked within the first two minutes. So, great. Well, I think they just put DJ Chark on IR, right? Yep. So he's out for multiple weeks. You've got Josh Reynolds, who was banged up going into this game, but I think is fine-ish. Jameson he Williams played. is still on the IR, like not going to be back anytime soon. So they need Amon Ra to be healthy or else. I mean, I guess if he's not, load up TJ Hawkinson again. Well, <laughs> which is great. Games where it goes off. He, he was. The first half, they were actually looking for him. And then the second half, just did nothing on offense. Yeah. Um, but probably on to the him. Goff had four turnovers. Jamal Williams had a turnover on the goal line. So – Yikes. Gross. Yeah. Not ideal. I don't know what's going on there, man. Alan Lazard left with a shoulder injury. I haven't seen an update on this yet. Um, aren't they, are they playing Thursday night? Uh, um, they're playing Baltimore Thursday night. Are, maybe not. I'll no, double check that. The Bucks are playing Thursday. Oh, maybe that's who I was. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I knew one of the two teams that was super disappointing was like, they're Bucks playing Thursday, so you have to get things right pretty quickly. It's the Bucks and the Ravens. You're right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, We'll see what happens with Lazard. He has turned into their number one. And Romeo Dobbs has kind of fallen off a little bit. So everybody's falling off in Green Bay. They're in the market for a trade for sure. You know, I mean, they're looking at people. I know Brandon Cooks is starting to get a lot of action right now. Like people are inquiring about him. So whatever happened to the buds at Odell Beckham going there too? Beckham's out until like mid-December is the latest report. Like he's he's not coming back. He's a playoff run. He's not coming back anytime soon. He and Gronk are going to come back together. (laughs) Gronk Gronk ain't coming nowhere. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. This was the week where we were going to determine who was going to backfill Christian McCaffrey's spot in Carolina. It was Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. He was Hubbard, solid. Hubbard looked, looked good. He ended up getting injured. Foreman came in and blew it out, as he does. Like, I don't know. They'll both be fine, I think, but you got to give Foreman hot hand. You got to let him go right now, yeah. I think. He's got to be your guy. So uh, we'll see. <clears throat> Ankle sprain for Hubbard. They said he could have come back in, but they were just crushing the Buccaneers, so they didn't need him. So whatever. <laughs> Thanks. Yikes. So wild. Uh, Mike Boone, speaking of weird names, Mike Boone and Denver. <laughs> Denver. Were surprisingly relevant. And the um, third string like, running back to start the year is now fantasy relevant. Mike fantasy Boone. relevant. He's hurt his ankle, though. He's going to miss, quote, some time. So we'll see about that. Um, I think they may have signed someone signed Marlon Mack. The day, they did. The practice. I think it was Denver. Yeah, well, it's Denver. Keep rolling, Marlon. Uh, David and Joku. This one actually does hurt because tight end is such a wasteland. He's got a high ankle sprain. He's out for two to five weeks, which is less than the four to six weeks normal. So I guess tight ends don't have to move as well. Two to five for him. He'll be fine. They cut differently. That's it. Yeah. They don't cut at all, actually. They just stand there. Uh, That's that's kind of brutal because he was actually doing really well this year. This is the first year. He was actually kind of stringing together like several good games. Uh, Pretty disappointing. Uh, Taint Hill, as we call him around here. Ryan Tannehill left. Ankle sprain as well. Um, He came back in the game. So like, I don't know what to think of this. I haven't heard anything locally about it yet. He was in a walking boot in the press press conference. That's never good. Malik Willis came in the game. Malik is not ready for primetime yet. I I do believe in his talent. Like he's not ready to take over this team. They need Tannehill to be in there. Um, he came back in the game but didn't throw it two passes. So, right. I guess we'll see. I mean, it's gonna be the Derrick Henry show, which it should be anyway. Uh, True. Truth. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of sad when you're like, man, we need Tannehill back in there when 
weren't saying that three weeks ago. <laughs> but he, you know what? He's capable of doing play action. That's yeah. I mean, he's capable of throwing it to random tight ends and people who you never heard of. Before. He's a completely comp. What we're kind of finding out this year in the NFL is that you just need to be a competent quarterback because how many? Now, granted, across the league, offense is down. Just every number basically across the board, everything is down. But you look at the high profile quarterback or just quarterbacks in general. And that's even kind of being a wasteland. You got guys like Brady, Rogers, Stafford, who are all having way down years. Some of the, even the young guns are, are starting like their Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence has kind of come back down to earth. I mean, Justin Fields is kind of up and down. He had a great night last night, but um, so it's, it's kind of odd. So for a Tannehill, who's just kind of meh, like you kind of take meh right now. Cause yeah. everything else is kind of disappointing. <laughs> what a weird year, man. What a weird year. I think we yeah. say that every season, but like, I just swear but- it just feels different, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's so hard to predict. My teams are sucking. That's why it's weird. My teams, <laughs> my teams look so good on paper and they just are garbage performing all year. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis has an MCL sprain. He's week to week at this point. Um, relevant in part Duh. because Elijah Moore wants out of New York, apparently. And so so does Denzel Mims. So, like, I don't know. We've said it before. Zach Wilson likes Corey Davis. They have a connection, but I don't know. They're not throwing the ball a ton, but now they're. Brees Hall's injured. They're going to have to throw more. So, like, it's yeah. all kind of plays in there. And I thought this is kind of interesting. The Colts right. have put Matty Ice on ice. They are on saying, ice. you are done for the season. <laughs> You're still on the team. You're still getting the roster. But Sam right. Ellinger's going to start. <laughs> I love how they couldn't even give him, like, the saving grace. It's like, oh, it's because he has that grade two shoulder separation. Like, that's like, why. It was not like, because of that. <laughs> exactly. The Mason came out and said, nope, we made the decision before the injury was announced. He's done. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they couldn't have just given him that, right? It's like a veteran, like a, hey, you know what? It's an injury thing, and we just think we're going to you know, see what we got out of Sam here, and, you know, Matt's not. Well, I, I know he's turned the ball over a crap ton. He's obviously leading the league in interceptions, has fumbled the ball 11 times. Granted, only three of them were lost. But, man, you make this offseason big, big acquisition to go for Matt Ryan, and you're telling me you really think Matt or Sam Ellinger is going to be a better option. Here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I've read about it. And I'll tell you, I did. I watched Sam Ellinger a lot. You're a big Texas Texas guy? Yeah. Well, no, I I like... I'm going to tangent here because we didn't have a lot of tangents in the beginning, so I'm going to tangent. I like watching the kids who play in Texas because I think high school-wise, they're so different. And so when I see them at University of Texas, (laughs) if if you see them at University of Texas and they're from Texas, like I want to watch them play. They have so much confidence. They have so much command over the offense. Like they just play differently. I think when I watch them, I just, I think they play differently. Sam Ellinger can play. He is a baller. He is a gamer. He's sort of, sort of like Johnny football a little bit. It's not quite as improv but there's a little bit of that in him where you're just kind of like, dude, anything can happen when he's on the field. And so I think that's what they like about him in Indianapolis. Now they've refined him a little bit. They always come out kind of raw too. That's the problem. (laughs) They don't all, they don't always translate like NFL wise because there's too much of that backyard football mentality, a little bit too right. much of that improvisation, too much right, gunslinger, right. too much like taking risks. They want guys who are a little more conservative. The Texas kids are, are rarely that way. But so they've been working on this with him. His arm strength and his accuracy have both been working on quite a bit. He is a lot more mobile than Matt Ryan oh, and yeah. Nick Foles, who was the backup, the other backup. Yeah, I, so love like, this- already, I love how they had already dropped Nick Foles to third on the depth chart, too. <laughs> Yeah, they said that they said Ellinger passed him in practice a couple weeks ago. Like they're like he just was been better, and he's so like I think they're kind of thinking like our line can't pass block at all, and Ellinger can at least move. So 
let's let's try him out because he can he can move the pocket, he can get out of the pocket and throw on the run. He can give you enough of a threat with his legs that like you can't just stack the box and, and blitz him the whole time. So I think it's just like it, it opens up a different offense for them, whereas Nick yeah. Foles would just be more of the same. And it's like it's not fair to the quarterback to, st- to stand back there and just get blasted every play. <laughs> All right. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, again, they've, they've com- obviously committed to him for the entire rest of the year. So see what he can do. Can't get any worse, I guess. They have been I'm excited to see it. Play. I don't know that he's going to be like great, but I'm excited to see what he does. I think he'll – I think at minimum you're going to get like a Taylor Heineke type, you know, where it's like, hey, this is my shot. I'm going to go ham, and I'm just – maybe I'll throw a pick six in the first quarter, and then I'll beat the Packers. You know, who knows? Do they still have playoff expectations? I think they, yeah, I think they do. The division is so bad. Granted, they've lost the Titans now twice, but you can still, you can still get enough AFC wins to to make a run. It's still possible. They're only they're three, three and one. I mean, it's not like they're done. You know, they're gonna have to have a strong finish to the year. Yeah. All right. Maybe you can you can win you can win like nine or ten games and get in. I think. Okay. In the AFC right now. True. Woof. Anyway, that's my Sam Ellinger tirade. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah, let's go. Those are kind of the, the big injuries, obviously, but not even giving Manny Ice the, the courtesy of said injury, but that's all right. That's right. Uh, let's kind of rattle off some of the, the big notable performances we saw this week, because while there is still the wasteland of different positions, there are still some great performances happening. Probably the biggest combination was Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, they this was the game they finally just blew up and said, yep, this is what we should be all year. But, hey, we're going to show you right now. I mean, Joe Burrow had over 400 yards. Jamar Chase had two touchdowns, over 100 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd went off. So it was finally the Bengals offense that everyone's like, yes, uh, this is what we came here to see. This is what we've been expecting. Uh, and against a, a pesky Atlanta team who has been holding teams in check. Obviously, they just shut, not shut down, but handled the 49ers the previous week, gave the Bucks a run for their money. Well, Bucks may not be that good, but. So to see the Bengals like this, does this show in the Bucks or is it not the Bucks? The Bengals are back. Are they back? I agree with you. Like I think this was a little surprising because Atlanta has been hanging in there and their defense yeah. has been like suitable. AJ Terrell's been playing well and he thought he might be covering Chase and kind of not take him away, but like cover him pretty well. So I thought this was gonna be a big Higgins game. Um and maybe he covered Higgins instead. I don't know. But yeah, this this shows you that flash of what the Bengals can do. Now they've got to get more consistent, right? That's the right. big thing. But yeah, this is the Bengals team that everyone's worried about coming into yeah. the season. It's going to be a big confidence builder for them. Uh, we'll be. see what they do next week. You know, if they if they keep it going or if they fall flat. Yeah, uh, this was annoying to me because I was playing against him. So I'm going to jump into our league real quick. So I was playing Towel himself, Aaron, and uh, you saw this week. So I got to hang out with Towel a couple of times. Yeah, right. That's pretty sweet. So uh, he had Josh Allen, who was on bye. So I'm like, yes, I get him on Allen bye week. This is spectacular. Uh, so he picks up Daniel Jones to be his quarterback. I'm like, okay, 15, 17 points, maybe 20. I'm good with that. I can handle that. No, the man decides to run for 100 yards, get two total touchdowns, ends up getting three, 30 points for the week. Screwed me over. So, yeah, Daniel Jones. You know, it's his contract year. He's playing for something. Him and Saquon are both up. So, I mean... I feel like the Giants are kind of playing with house money in the sense that they don't really care what happens to them. It's like, hey, if you win us games and do great, awesome. We're still probably not bringing you back. So we're going to do whatever the hell we want to put you out there to get wins. So it's kind of interesting, Daniel Jones, kind of this, that truly a wild card that anything could happen. And because he's, again, he's playing for a contract. If he goes deep, though, if they go to like the playoffs or something, it's just like a classic Flacco overpaid for his next contract yep. like never great but was good enough to get far you know like 
I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl because I'd be completely stunned by that. But hell, they're crushing it, man. They're, they're they look good on defense. Six and one, getting it done. They don't have any receivers, and they're still getting it done. Like, yeah, I think it's 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 pretty impressive. It is. Um, I had a guy in my neighborhood league who was asking me, you know, who's on the waiver wire that I, I need a I need a quarterback? Like, who who would you look at? I'm, he's like, I've looked at these guys for days now, and I just can't figure out the right one. And I was like, okay. He's like, I need I need a boom player. And then Jared Goff was on there, Daniel Jones. And so the three that I was looking at for him were those two and Kenny Pickett. There were a few others like Garoppolo and some other guys, and Garoppolo ended up having a great game too. But there were a bunch of guys on there, and it was all this kind of these middle-of-the-pack guys. And I was like, Goff has proven the boom games. He's, he's shown them, and he has right. the, the tools to do it. He has the weapons to do it. But it's, it's a brutal matchup with Dallas, and we saw what happened in New England. That made me kind of scared last, last time they were out. <clears throat> so proceed with caution. Daniel Jones, I think, will be in the shootout. He's the one that that could, and he could surprise you with some rushing touchdowns, right? Because he does that. And then I said, and I like Kenny Pickett actually is like a wild card, you know, if you need like a hail mary kind of thing. And he went with Daniel Jones, and and I'm sure he's very out. happy with his Had worked out. as well. <laughs> Crushing, I was like, you son of a bitch, <laughs> you lucky son of a gun. How how'd you pull that off? Because I'm over here with Dak Prescott and Tom Brady, both giving me like 11 points, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever, right. annoying. Um, but speaking of annoying, General Davis, Montana Mills, <laughs> and Jimmy G, both with 300 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, raise your hand I if mean, you saw that coming after the Jared season. Goff, had. four turnovers. Anyway. Jared Goff, four turnovers. Josh Jacobs going ballistic. I might as well Ooh. quit my freaking do it bet. <laughs> he is going <laughs> ham this year. It's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, this year, he started relatively slow. It's the past three weeks he's been untouchable. 30 plus points in the past three games. Yikes. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's been nuts. Eckler going off. He's, he's rounded in form fully back in form. 12 yes. receptions this week, two touchdowns. Uh, unreal. Kenneth Walker, our boy crushing. Yeah. About 168 yards and two touchdowns. What a monster. What a beast. Man, I'm bummed. I didn't get him on waivers in my neighborhood league. I was like two slots off. The person who was two slots ahead of me got him. I was like, Oh, yeah, but, I think no, in our league he was drafted. He was drafting on to him. Yeah, yeah, he was drafted in our league. So. ATN looked good. We talked about him earlier. He looked really good this week. Uh, you know, Benjamin looked looked great filming for James Conner. He's looked good two games in a row now. I mean, yeah, he's got to get some more work. I think whenever Conner's yeah, healthy, good sitting on my bench doing great. Uh, what a wonder if I'd played him anyway. But do you think? I mean, do you think he'll start snaking some carries from James Conner when he comes back? Um, that's the only. I do. Well, I think it was Daryl. It was Daryl Williams before that, right? Right. And so you're like, I think, you know, Benjamin's got more spark, gives the team a spark. I mean, I think they'll, yeah, I think he's going to start getting more involved. I don't think it's going to be like 50 50 necessarily. Right. Number one, it does allow James Conner more time to get healthy per the team. Now, Conner's going to be like, get me back on the field yeah. right now. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah, trying to lose my uh, job. The team doesn't have to rush him back because Eno's been really good. Yeah. But I also think like receiving work, um, I think Eno is going to look more like Chase Edmonds did last year at this point. Okay. That's fair. That's so my Darryl Williams done. I think so. I mean, yeah. I think you'll get a couple carries, like two or three a game, and you're going to be like annoyed that he's even in there. Yeah. Well, I'll that's tell you a guy who is not just getting two or three carries, who has become the lead guy, and that's your boy, Mostert. So Raheem is, is looking good in Miami. Uh, just crazy. Chase Sam is getting like three touches a game, not just like yeah. on a drive. So he's completely out. It's Mostert's show. And yeah. I mean, he's making the most of it, which is good because, I mean, they've kind of struggled against the Steelers. Uh, they kind of, wait, they, they were playing. Yeah, they were playing. Steelers. Uh, 
So, I mean, if he's going to be a consistent force and can stay healthy, he's shown what he can do. So it's, I mean, good thing you didn't quit him. Oh, no, you did quit him. You didn't pick Raheem. Oh, I right. picked him. And then I dropped him. Yeah. Then you dropped him. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why he's going off. No, he's, listen, this is exactly what I expected from him if he was given a lead role somewhere and if he could stay healthy. Whenever he's healthy, he's a stud. He's mm-hmm. never, he's never been, been healthy, healthy, you know, for a long period of time. So that's, I think everyone's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. But yeah, he's a, he's a good running back. He really is. It's just, yeah. You're always kind of holding your breath on that one. Sure. Um, the Chiefs, golly, man, the Chiefs went nuts, dude. They they made that San Fran defense look like the freaking Lions. And that San Fran defense is one of the top two it's in the one league. One of the best. <laughs> one of the very best. And they they looked like the Lions out there. The Chiefs with these receivers who were like a mix, a mishmash of random other teams, number twos and threes, <laughs> look like freaking all world. Juju, Miko Hardman had three touchdowns, like ran in a you know a touchdown or two. Like you, you again, and Mahomes Panchero said this all year. So good, getting the start. Panchero's <laughs> brother, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, Mahomes said this at the beginning of the season. He's like, all these guys are going to be involved. You're never going to know right. week to week who it's going to be, and he was not lying. I mean, it really is like you can't trust these guys one week over the other, but someone is going to go off pretty much well, every week. When you're scoring 44 points, I think you can. Trust that your guy's going to get at least some of that pie. So, but, but yeah, if that's the case. If that's the case, then load up on the Chiefs, man, and play them every week. Why not? Because they're going to they're going to put up forty four points. They can do it to the 49ers. They can do it to anybody. Yeah, that was just unexpected. So I know you weren't live to make the uh, the weekly picks and pick them picks, but I did see the results and you picked the Niners. So was this just completely like holy crap? Uh, what does that speak more to? Like the Chiefs are this good, or the Niners aren't who we thought they are? Like which one do you think it is? I think the Chiefs are just that good. I think they, early in the season, they were, we talked about this, they were kind of gelling, figuring it out, figuring mm-hmm. out who's going to get the ball, whatever. Their defense looked much better this week too, although it was a bit of a shootout. But, um, man, Mahomes just looks unreal. And, yeah. and it, like, it's kind of, like, cliche to just talk about him because he's so, such a big name. But, like, he's always been really good. But, like, I don't know, you kind of felt like he was going to take a little bit of a dip back to some sense of normalcy. And for some reason, to me, he's kind of flying under the radar this year, even though he's, like, one of the biggest stars in the NFL. Right. It's not really paying a whole lot of attention because the, the Tyreek's not there, you know? Well, I don't know if he's fl- necessarily flying on the radar. He's definitely like always going to be considered a top three guy. But if, if you talk about fantasy wise, yes. In that sense that people weren't as high on him because of said offense. And the fact that like, you know, can it be a juju? Can it be all these other guys? Uh, so yeah, you saw obviously Allen was going ahead of him. People were picking Herbert in front of him. Um, I think even sometimes Lamar Jackson was kind of sneaking in there, but he's, you know, this is exactly as you were talking about what they were saying in the preseason that you're not going to know receiving wise who's going to do, but they're still going to put up the numbers. And clearly they have, except for that Colts game, which is just a weird one where they lost. Kind of weird. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You see a couple weird games and you're like, eh, I don't know who's going to show up. And then they just, the last few, they've just been steamrolling people. So you're like, yeah. wow. If this is, the, if the Chiefs are back, like if this is the Chiefs being back, then time to yeah. load up on them. Yeah. I was uh, surprised. Yeah. I was a little surprised. I thought San Fran, the defense would give them some problems. It was a home game. Right. Um, I thought the McCaffrey trade was going to give him a bit of a spark too. And it was kind of like, I think this is going to be just enough firepower to get it done on offense to, to outlast the chiefs. But uh, man, I was surprised by that. That was crazy. Okay. Uh, so talking about Thursday night game, everyone kind of forgets about those, but uh, Duke Nukem himself won. Deandre Hopkins was back. So this, I did you watch a lot of that game? I know in California, it was probably like four in the afternoon when the game was on. So you probably didn't see any of it. Uh, I ended up watching it because I have DeAndre Hopkins. I've just been waiting six weeks, finally put him in my starting lineup. And 
it was wild just how effortless he was getting open. And they were completely force feeding him. He had 14 targets. I want to say he had 10 receptions. Uh, I was literally just watching. I was, I would, it's, first of all, it's easy to pick him out when you're looking at him on the field because his dreads are just coming down. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, there he is. There he and, is. Uh, Although, okay, real quick about Amazon Thursday Night Football. Do you watch like the next gen stats feed ever? Oh, I didn't know there was one. I've only just gone to Amazon Video and just popped it on. Yeah, so it's really cool. So uh, it's the same announcers, but then they'll have like stats on the side, but they'll also highlight players and show the route they run. Like they'll have, oh, like, yeah, the like little dots. On the field. Right? So yeah. that was also nice. It's just like, oh, yep, just found D Hop and where he was going. And anyway, it just looked effortless of him getting open. So I know it wasn't. The best, it's a, it was a torn up Saints team. The secondary was obviously in shambles, but just how he was able to get separation and this, the Kyler's clearly just force feeding him was great. Um, I don't know if that's going to continue or if people then just kind of kind of hone in on him, but man, he looked good. <laughs> he looked good. Yeah, I was I was excited about that too. I've got him in a couple leagues. Um, he performed. I, I continue to say this, like from a rookie from the rookie class, there's so many hot first round names. George Pickens and Chris Olave to me look like the two studs. They separated right now. themselves. Yeah. You know, they really have. Um, Pickens is Kenny Pickett's guy for sure. Yeah. And Olave, part of that's like attrition in the wide receiver room, but he's he's demanding that kind of attention too. Um, he's going off every week. He's getting double digit targets almost every week. Um, he's he's the consistent player. He's healthy, available, all that, you know. True. He's stud. How about DJ Moore showing up? DJ Moore showed up 10 targets. He's not hurt. Seven he's for sixty-nine touchdown. He's not hurt. He came back. He's now healthy, and now he's balling out again. Look at that. So I love, I love. Clearly, the Panthers are doing a, a, a somewhat fire sale, getting rid of Robbie Anson, and obviously the big Christian McCaffrey trade. So people have been calling them for people like about DJ Moore. Like, nope, that's where we draw the line. He is a foundational piece to this team. DJ Moore, untouchable. So it's just kind of funny to see that. At, uh, he's the guy, and I guess he's they had guy, Brian. I, I don't know the Panthers as well. Brian Burns, I guess, is a big defensive player for them. So yep. they were saying they got offers of two first-round picks for him. Like, no, no, which would have been a better haul than the McCaffrey trade. Like, I know they got a crap ton of picks, but it was like yeah. second, third, fourth, and a fifth. You couldn't, you couldn't even get a first-rounder for Christian McCaffrey, and you turned down two first-rounders for that? Whatever. That was surprising. That is surprising. And that, granted, he was a first-round pick himself, but and he's yeah. been a stud. But like two firsts. I mean, that's hard to pass up, I would think, that's for hard. nearly anybody. Other than Especially like when you're rebuilding and you're literally you're just clearly stockpiling all those picks, but whatever. How good do you feel if you're Brian Burns right now? You're like, yeah, yeah. that's me. Well, you don't feel as good because you're still on a team, but who just beat the Bucks? Whoa, watch who out. Just took it to Tom Brady, the GOAT. Um, okay, don't look now, but Paris Campbell's been good for the last couple of weeks in Indianapolis, right? This dude is Matthew Barry used to call fantasy zombie. Like this guy is a freaking fantasy zombie. This guy came out of nowhere. Like he had, he had like a lot of hype, never did anything for like a couple of years. And then now suddenly you're like, Oh my God, finally he's looked good. I mean, he's getting a lot of targets right now. I thought Alec Pierce was kind of taking over that number two role. Maybe it's Paris Campbell. And you especially don't know what's going to happen when Ellinger comes in. Like no idea. I think he's worth considering at least 18 plus points in both games. Rock solid. That is. Not bad. On the other side of things, Mark Andrews laid an egg this week, which you can't get mad about. He's given you a great season so far, but uh, woof. How about two points? Two targets, zero catches, four rushing yards. Thank the Lord. He got something, but he got something. 
Yeah, I mean, almost scored as many as Kyle Pitts. So, I mean, I guess you're not mad about that, but. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Pitts, my God. Well, and then you kind of see, again, I know we always talk about the tight ends are just so unpredictable and such a wasteland, but then, you know, okay, so I know we have here on our sheet that uh, Fryermuth had a good game, which he did. He ended up getting 15 points. Uh, He was just being force-fed in the last two drives, which I love seeing because he was like, he's my tight end. So it's just it's just wild. So just to see someone like a Mark Andrews go oh on two targets, it's just so almost everyone is susceptible. You yeah, know? no I one mean, is immune. And again, I know we talked about this the other episode, but basically by not drafting Travis Kelsey, you're saying you're telling yourself that you're okay with your tight end getting five points, and that's basically what it is. That's exactly zero to happening. ten. Yeah, you're gonna you're okay with zero to ten anywhere in there. Yeah. Yep, that's so true. Um, I will say it again, though. Greg Dolchich and Kate Otten, both of them have – they've looked pretty good. Two rookie tight ends. Dolchich is coming on in Denver. Otten has been filling in for Cameron Brait in Tampa. But, like, how do you how do you trot Cameron Brait back out there after this kid's doing really well, right? Yeah, right. I think you I let know. him play, man. Yeah, and I if you got a Joku on your fantasy team and you need to fill in, these could be two names you could look at that are probably still available. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, why wouldn't you? Because clearly nothing else is working. So, but Something's broken. Something's Might as well broken. let the young guns get in there. At yeah. least, like, at least bring down your average roster age. At least, you know, you've already got like a 45 year old quarterback. <laughs> bring in a 22 year old tight end to at least like level things out a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, Cameron Braves has been so mediocre to nothing the past three or four years. And that was even before Brady and with him. So it's like, why? It's not working. It's not Gronk. Just try something new. Young Gun. Young Gun. I like it. Yes, Let's hit some waiver targets for the week. What do you say? I mean, yeah, clearly number one, if he's not drafted or not on a team already, it's, it's got to be Michael Carter, uh, Brees Hall. I mean, coming into the season, it was Carter's show with Brees kind of spelling him. And then clearly Brees was slowly taken over. Um, but Brees is gone. He's got to be your, your number one target. So he's going to be on everyone's waiver priority, even though they are getting James Robinson for now, it's still going to be the Michael Carter show for the most part. So he's he's got to yep. be one. Yep. I think in Carolina, Deontay Foreman, if no one picked him up last week, you got to go after him this week. Uh, I, I'll be interested to see what happens with Chuba Hubbard if he gets healthy and he comes back, if they're going to like split the backfield, if they're going to play the hot right. hand. But dude, Foreman has been, the last two seasons, has been a real stud. He was great in Tennessee last year. He, he's looked good in Carolina so far. Like, I don't see why he wouldn't be the guy, honestly. Um, he's, he's playing really well. He gives you a good chance to win. He can break a long one. I like him. So, so how about I was watching the um... – the Thursday night game because it was uh Cardinal. So I was following up on D hop and um, the next morning. So obviously then the Christian McCaffrey trade breaks late that night, late Thursday. And then I was up early on Friday because um, my wife teaches workout classes in the morning. So I was up doing her class. And so then I saw the trade. I'm like, Oh crap. And so I just wasn't even thinking and I just made an impulse pickup. And so I picked up Chuba Hubbard and uh, I felt good about it. And I was like, wait, I forgot about Deontay Foreman. And by the time I had gone back to pick, like to see if I could pick them both up, someone yeah. else had already picked up Deontay yeah. Foreman. I was like, yeah. crap. But I feel, I still think Chuba Hubbard could be solid. So I was like, oh, you I'll weren't roll. sure. Yeah. yeah. No one knew. I mean, I went with Foreman because I think he's a better player at this point. Like I thought Hubbard had his chance last year and he, he right. was fine, but it wasn't okay. great. And I thought Foreman looked really good. And I was like, you don't know if either of these guys going to pop. And they may be a total 50 50 to just wash out anybody's stats. Um, but I, w- I went with Foreman personally in a couple of leagues and benched him, of course. I'm not going to play him until right. I know. You got to wait and see. But uh, we'll see. I mean, one game in, they both look pretty good, honestly. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. 
Joshua Palmer. So he has been in the protocol. We talked about this um, for the Chargers. He was a fill-in while Keenan Allen was out a little bit, um, but wasn't playing like his natural spot on the field. Now that Mike Williams is out, he's going to get another opportunity. They're on a bye this week, so you may not have to go for a waiver claim. I don't know. It depends on how aggressive your league is. But if he's <laughs> available, it, him and DeAndre Carter are the two guys that stand to benefit from Mike Williams being gone. Um, but I think that you know, there's obviously opportunity there. You got Justin Herbert slinging it, so someone's got to someone's going to catch those passes. Keenan is getting right. healthy; it will be healthy after the bye. Uh, he'll be back, target monster. But Palmer <laughs> should be good. Okay. Paris Campbell mentioned him as well. Uh, worth a look. I mean, definitely worth a stash and see what happens with Sam Ellinger as quarterback. Um, and for that matter, if you got an extra spot, Ellinger might be worth a stash just to see what, see what happens. I mean, I think he's he he reminds me kind of a bit of like a Zach Wilson type. So I think you might get something similar to that, but we'll see. So I didn't mention in my uh, rash picking up of Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> I also picked up. I dropped Matt Stafford. <laughs> Oh, you dropped Stafford, yeah. I dropped Stafford. So now, especially after Goff's crap turd fest, um, I was like, I, I need a quarterback. Well, Matt Stafford has been picked up already. Damn it, Josh. Screw you. Um, <laughs> so do you think I should go for Sam Ellinger? Who else is out there? I forget. There's like Mariota. There's <clears throat> Brissett. I mean, it's pretty brutal. Um, or do I, I ride prefer- it out with Goff? Listen- I, don't, I don't think I can. I'd be I'd prefer to be in a spot where you can wait a week and just make sure he looks as good as you hope he will or he looks as normal as you hope he will because there's a chance right. he comes in and gets sacked five times and fumbles three times and he's never he's never like thrown a pass in a regular season game. No, he hasn't. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <clears throat> so you really don't know. Like he's looked really good in preseason. He's a great in practice. I, I think he'll be fine. I don't know. I no. depending on who Detroit's playing, I don't remember who they're playing this week. And if Amon Ra is gonna play or not. Yeah. If Amon Ra is out, I think I'd probably play. Ellinger over golf. And if the matchup's not good, I'm not playing golf until he's got a, a green matchup. And I'm on rock comes back. Yeah. Right. Yep. Interesting. I'll keep Sam on my radar. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly. I would. I would. I mean, what's it gonna hurt? You know? Right. Golf got you one and a half points. So God. it's almost impossible to get less than that. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> an idiot. Um, when DK went down with his injury, Marquis Goodwin came back. I didn't even know he's on the team, man. So yeah. Marquise Goodwin is a burner. He was with the Bills for a while. He's a he's a deep ball threat. Um, but he he had a nice game in DK's absence after he left. So he's worth a look. Um, Dwayne Eskridge is still on the team as well as we found out a couple weeks ago. So maybe he gets some action. He was like a <laughs> draft pick uh, last year, year before, like or last year, I guess. I don't know, man. I think I think Goodwin's a better target on the waivers if you want somebody yeah. there. And then and this is kind of interesting, like. In New York, Wandale Robinson is a rookie who everyone was kind of like, why'd you draft him? You have Kadarius Tony. They, they like, both well, run the slot. They're both like gadget players. Turns out Tony literally can't play a single game ever. <laughs> and Galladay's terrible. So like Wandale Robinson is now their number one receiver, honestly. I don't and, how are they still six and one without having a number one guy? Like Darius Slayton's the number one. Richie James was number one for a while. Like that's, that's just how good Saquon has been. Yeah. <sighs> And their defense has been solid. And their defense has been solid. There's grinding it out. My gosh. Yeah. But Wondell had eight targets this week. Looked good. Uh, he had three for 37 and a touchdown last week. So he's got two two good weeks in a row. Now that he's been healthy. I think he's worth a target. I think he'll he'll be a solid flex play at least. I'm good on my receiver, so I don't need to pick him up. So it's fine. <laughs> of course. I'm good there. I'm fine. I'll be fine rest of season. <laughs> uh, and then if you've got a tight end injury or you've got Kyle Pitts like I do, I'm legit about to drop Kyle Pitts. I mean, I really think I'm at the point where I'm like, 
I'm sure we'll offer somebody else, but like I literally can't afford the roster spot with him. It's true. It's just it's tough just because Atlanta's offense, they're not like I have Drake London and he's completely dropped off the mat. It's just because they're not they're not throwing the ball. Obviously, now their offense is kind of sputtering with especially with Cordero going down. That hurts them, but Algiers doing all right. Uh so yeah, it's just tough in Atlanta just because they're not throwing the ball. It's not like Mariota has been bad. He had a rough week this past one, but he's been managing offense. They're just not throwing it. And that's and of course Kyle's blocking a lot. So <laughs> if you have him or you had Njoku and he's going down for injury, Greg Dolchich, I think would be the the number one there. Kate yeah. Otten, if he's gonna get to if he's gonna continue to get to start, um, I, I like him too in Tampa. I don't know what yeah. they're gonna do with Brait if he's healthy, if they're gonna put him back in there and mix it up. Drop him. And then Evan Ingram's still hanging out. He's doing he's doing pretty well in Jacksonville. I think he's worth a look as well. He's he's good for like, you know. Four for 40 each game kind of thing, yeah. which is better than most tight ends are getting. Anywhere like five to ten. Once again, no Kelsey, you're getting five to ten. That's your guy. Yep. Yep. Those are the guys I would look at if you need a tight end. Sweet. All right. So we kind of heard, obviously, big performances, injuries, and who to pick up. And now, Camper, I know when you were on vacation and you, and you obviously listened to the episodes, you were very bummed that you missed out on the premiere of Blind Resumes. So even though I was able to give it to Jason last week, and now I'm going to give it back to you. So, you know, it is time for some blind resumes. So I know you might be a little off, you know, you're still recovering from wine country and all that. So maybe still that, that wine over. Um, So we'll, it's right. We'll we'll brush some rust off. It's all right if you struggle. It happens. So, but we'll I'm see. I'm gonna struggle so hard. I can't even <laughs> tell you. I can't even tell you. Here's but again, the, the point. The point of this blind resumes is not to try and guess the player. If you guess them, that's kind of just like icing on the cake. It's more mm-hmm. of like interesting to see who you would go with in this situation and that who that person actually is. So, so here's what we did. You remember last year when we first started doing this? Um, I think you were the first one to do this. You're like, hey, can I guess who this is? Because it was yes. initially just like, would you rather have player A right. or player B, right? Exactly. And then you were the one who's like, let me try and guess. And we started to, to try and guess each week. And like, we get like one out of four or whatever. I mean, right. Jay freaking crushed it last week. He crushed it. <laughs> it's like, line resumes. He's like, well, that, one, that sounds like Kyler. And that's what I'm just like, bro, you are in the stats big time. I love it. Yeah, he um, crushed that. So number one, we did kind of set a precedent for trying that. Uh, number two. I have not been following the stats nearly as much this year as I have in previous years, which might be one of the reasons my team sucks. But uh, we've obviously got aside another venture that we are uh, pursuing with the pool boys. So we've been busy doing pool boys stuff. So like I have not been burying my nose in the player sheets like I normally do. So I'm going to, I will be struggle busting big time on this. So this is going to be a perfect play for a blind resume because you have no bias. You have no kind of background info. You're just jumping right in. I have no clue. This is beautiful. We're gonna be. We got quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. Who you want first? Uh, quarterback. Quarterback. Quarterback A has sixteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, and three interceptions on the season. No rushing totals of consequence. Quarterback B, and keep in mind, all these players have played the same amount of games, and they're within a stone's throw of points, like five or fewer from each other. Okay. Okay. Are you going to tell me how many games or just we're going to say the same amount? They're just the same amount of games. It's not <laughs> like this guy played two games. It's both back like Bailey Zappi. <laughs> no, it's not. Bailey Zappi uh, has 1,600 yards in two games. All these players have not missed anything. So whether it's six or seven we just games. Don't know about five five okay. Okay. Uh, so quarterback B has 1,200 passing yards, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, but 237 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Who are you going with? 
classic mm. pocket passer or a little mobile guy? Mm. I mean, I would say normally I would go with the mobile guy, but that's low yardage, low touchdowns, even more interceptions, unfortunately, too. That could be like a – I would say Daniel Jones there, but he's probably got five touchdowns, that jerk. <laughs> um, and he had 100 rushing yards this last game. So, man, the the, uh, the pocket passer, woof. <laughs> probably Rodgers. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. Rod. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Rodgers. I'm gonna go with the pocket passer in this case because I'm just not getting enough touchdowns out of the runner. Yep. Uh, I typically prefer someone who can run, but that's not not getting enough touchdowns in general. Okay. There could be so Justin the, Fields too. The person you passed on was we just talked about one Marcus Mariota. So wait, no rushing of consequence. Oh, he's the oh he's the twelve the guy yards. you passed on. Gotcha. He had okay. 237 rushing yards and three touchdowns. So that was Marcus gotcha. Mariota. Yeah. The guy you chose, you correctly identified as one Aaron Rodgers, 1,600 oh, yards. Look at me. So, I did something you, right. Look at that. It's funny you mentioned Daniel Jones because I was going to do him. Uh, and him and probably Mariota, scored too many points in the last game. <laughs> they're pretty similar between him and Mariota. He has more rushing yards. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. But just keep in mind, Rodgers and Mar- actually Mariota has more points than Rodgers. Yeah, I'm not shocked by that. So, and Rodgers, like the three interceptions is surprising because he's normally like four a year. I mean, he's yeah. had like more this year than usual. True. Um, okay. Yeah. Woof. There you go. I, so, yeah, yeah, honestly, Rogers. if you ask me right now, who would you rather have rest of the season? I'd say Rodgers because I'm not sure Mariota keeps his job. But right. like week to week, depending on the matchup, I could definitely see why Mariota would be a better play. I'm thinking about picking him up this week. Uh, all right. Moving on to wide receiver. Okay. Wide receiver A has 54 targets, 32 receptions for 458 yards and four touchdowns. Wide receiver B has 66 targets, 37 receptions for 479 yards, but only two touchdowns. Who you got? Hmm. And again, I think I'm going to five points of each other. Yeah. Yeah, I'm inclined to go with the guy who's got the targets. Um, okay. You know, it's a lower catch percentage, which we talk about. Like, I don't love that, but it's a lot. It's a good amount of targets. Um, I could see that. You know, with the low touchdowns, I could see that being like a. If we're talking seven games. You're probably seventy yards a game. Well, I don't know. I don't even know that I want to guess because you're going to sound really stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the first one I'm thinking is like a Mike Williams. The second one is maybe more like a. I would just have DJ Moore, but he's not getting 70 yards a game. So, who are you picking, A or B? I'm taking B. You're taking B. Well, you passed on wide receiver A, who is your man, Christian Kirk. Uh, so you nice. passed on Christian. And you nice. went with your other boy, C.D. Lamb. Okay. Uh, All right. So, just for reference point, again, they're within five points of each other. I think yeah. Kirk actually has a couple more points. C.D. was drafted 15th. Christian Kirk was drafted 75th. (laughs) Yeah, I would absolutely take Christian Kirk at 75 over CeeDee Lamb at 15. Yes. I wouldn't, I would take Kirk at 75 over CeeDee Lamb at 35. I mean, I I just think it's Kirk was way underdrafted and and Lamb was way overdrafted this year. Correct on both accounts. Okay. So, so far, your starting lineup is Aaron Rodgers and CeeDee Lamb. Big names. <clears throat> not going with the resumes. Not going Again, this is why this is why I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one's running backs. Running okay. back A has 105 carries for 485 yards, four touchdowns, with 11 catches for 42 yards. 
And running back B has 94 carries for 450 yards, four touchdowns, and 12 catches for 80 yards. So not too much different. And again, neck and neck, same amount of games. I'm going to guess, based on uh, how you do these, that one of these is Mostert. <laughs> and my guess was going to be the it was number A it was the letter A. Um, just basically, he's not getting a lot of catches either. You know, these guys are are practically identical. Really, you got you get more receiving yards on B. You have a few more carries on A. I, I think I'd go with A on this one just because of ten more ten more carries. You know, ten okay. more opportunities in general if you add carries and, and catches together. So you're going with A. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you both of these guys were on my team last year. Oh, okay. You passed on running back B, who was one, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> running back A is Joe Mixon. <laughs> so Dalvin Cook, you passed on. Your boy on your team currently. And you just chose Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is having a good year, man. He is having a good year. So, uh, again, for comparison, Dalvin was drafted ninth. Uh, and Miles Sanders was drafted 98th. 98th 98th shoot i don't remember being that late yeah it was pretty late so shame on us <laughs> shame on us shame on us yeah i wasn't Listen, I, I would still rather have dalvin rest of the season i just think right he's more likely to turn it around and just blow yes. it out see but that's sanders the thing a great year man sanders is at his ceiling right now where dalvin is middle-ish middling and middle so or floor i mean this is this is about about as bad as dalvin has been about you know this is about Dalvin playing. That's Dalvin playing on my team level. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. True enough. All right. So there you go, man. So you did all right. Don't give yourself so much crap. You did great. Oh, I didn't get, I only guessed the quarterbacks. One of one of the quarterbacks correctly. <laughs> you were expecting to get zero and you got one. So well that's done. That's true. That is true. I'll take it. So there you um, go. Good blind resumes though. Always Last interesting, man. Blind resumes. Don't get caught up by the name. Don't get caught up. Told you. Which I do all the time. Told I always get caught up Told you. Told you. All right, so again, I know you weren't here last week, but we got to do a little do it board bet update. Uh, so, Trevor Lawrence, let's throw it up. Ka-blam. Ka-blam. So here you go. Jared here we go. A, Jared Goff had a bye week last week. He also had his bye week this week. So, Double bye week. Jared Goff got one point five points. Well, Trevor Lawrence, this is a solid, respectable twenty points. So, Trevor Lawrence has now taken the lead, one hundred thirty-eight to one twenty-one. That's a uh, commanding lead, actually, right now because that is. Granted, it ain't like when Trevor's on a bye, Goff ain't getting 17 points. So <laughs> He's not getting 17 points. This is turning into a runaway. He might as well go ahead and quit. Oh, I just, we'll just stop. Talk about a runaway, literally. Uh, Josh Jacobs ended up with 37 and a half points to uh, your boy Cavs, 1.5 points. Um, so the uh, season the total is Josh Jacobs, 136 to AJ Dillon's 57. So that bro, this is so ugly. I would, I would absolutely quit. It's just so freaking early, right? (laughs) Like Josh Jacobs could get injured and AJ would maybe catch up. (laughs) And of course the other thought, like I've said before, I really think that AJ is better when it's really cold out. It's cold. Just wait for people. So I'm just holding out hope that he he storms. He has a storming comeback, but this is looking so rough. So bad. Uh, but also just as equally rough is the wide receiver room with uh, Alan Robinson on by, which he's already had three by weeks. And uh, <laughs> T Higgins got 14 points. So that brings T Higgins up to almost 90 points. Alan Robinson's 46. So Alan Robinson has been traded three times this season. And he's, had a bye <laughs> week. he's been traded. He's had to sit. <laughs> he's had to sit three times. 
So, you know, that's not as bad as the running back, but it's it's getting yeah. up there. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Pretty bad. So there it's it is. Bad. And Okay. Uh, well, you guys, uh, thank you, Kyle, for doing a do-it bet on my behalf while I was yeah. gone. I, I got to tell you, he filled in for me on our uh, Run Your Pool League. It's not as advantageous in that case, but uh, he also did a do-it bet for me. Tell me what the bet was, how it went. You know, I gave him the opportunity. I was like, do you want to do a draft? Do you want to? He's like, no, no, no. Let's just do a simple over-under. Let's pick a game. And uh, so we did the over under on shoot. I'm already blanking on what game it was. Texans it Raiders. Texans Raiders. Texas Raiders. Yes. So uh, the over under, I believe, was 47 and a half. 45 and a half, I think. Somewhere in there. So I let him pick first, being the gentleman that I am, let him as the guest. And Naturally. he took the over. So that means I had to go with the under. And over has it. Got 58 points combined in that game. So Kemper slash Kyle get that. Do it bet. For the week, I'll take it, Kyle. Nice work. He did struggle on the execution of the bet, which which leads me to believe he does not listen to our podcast, which is fine. He did, uh, or at least doesn't listen to the second half. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like I say, say do it. I said it's under forty five and a half points. Do it. He's like, yeah. Throw it to uh, what's it? Uh, yeah, Devontae Adams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah. No, Kyle. No, that's not how you do it. No, you say do it. Do it. So there you have it, man. That's a, that was your update while you were gone. So again, glad to have you back. Big shoes to fill for the, the guest host. They did admirable, but again, nothing like the real thing. So Kemper, welcome back. It's been a great week. We're looking forward to this week's games. Our fantasy team's got to kick it into gear. We are struggling right now. Although even though I lost, I actually moved up in the rankings, which is kind of funny, which uh, is kind of bizarre. So anyway, we'll get to that on Thursday as we preview all those games. But and so until next time, keep on folding. Fold it. Fold it.